This is the Pivotal Running Podcast, and you're listening to Greg Derbyshire, Chris Grunhagen, and Marty Wimblum. And we are three jackrabbits from two different countries who continue to follow running in the upper Midwest. And we want to discuss important topics, inspiring stories, and extraordinary performances in running. Welcome back to the Pivotal Running Podcast. I'm your host, Marty Wemblum. And today we have the honor and privilege to talk with one of the most feared Jackrabbits in SDSU history, Chase Kao. Chase led the Jackrabbits to win four Summit League cross-country conference team championships. And he had two cross-country individual champions and is the second fastest 10,000 meter runner in South Dakota State University history. With his recent 29-19 performance at the 2021 Drake Relays. Thanks for being here with us, Chase. How's everything going? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Marty. It's going going well. Um, just kind of relaxing this summer, working at the the kids' club, coaching youth track, coaching youth uh, youth running club, and then coaching boys high school cross country. So doing a lot of coaching and working with kids. But you know, that's I got a degree in education, so that's what I that's what I uh, got my degree in. So I'm I'm enjoying it. Summer's off to a good start. Um, still running. So yeah, all, all is well. And it's good to be on here. Um, so I'm excited. No, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you agreeing to come on and, and uh, looking forward to, to hearing about your journey. Can you talk to us about how running started for you? Uh, yes. So I like uh, any middle school guy. I had that plays basketball. I had the dreams of making the NBA. Um, so I didn't really, I was soccer and basketball growing up, um, eventually dropped soccer and then just stuck with basketball. I even got into 43 Hoops Academy, um, which is a, it's a academy or basketball academy out in Hopkins, Minnesota. Um, it's ran by, I forget the, the guy's name. He's an old Minnesota Timberwolf. Um, he competed in the slam dunk contest. So, um, and then it was kind of, my coaches were G League or D League guys. Um, and so I got, I really, all I could do was shoot. I got really good at shooting. Um, got the gooseneck is what my coach called it. And now if I try to shoot a basketball, it's horrendous. So that's one goal now that I'm done with collegiate sports is to get my shot back. Um, but yeah, and then just with basketball, I was in middle school and my mom's like, you can't do nothing. And so she said, let's, you like to run, do cross country. And I was like, ah, okay, I'll do it. I did it. You know, I liked it in middle school. It was still like, okay, well, let's get me in shape for basketball. So that's good. Kept doing basketball, got into track. Um, eventually I got into eighth grade, ran a 505 mile. I didn't know how good that was. I ate a hot dog right beforehand and I just ran off sheer trying to win conference in middle school. Um, and then Coach <laughs> Greeno for STMA, you know, that going into freshman year, they're like, okay, Chase, you know, 505 is pretty good. We think you can make varsity right out of the gates, just come to a summer run. And so I was like, okay, I'm sure. So I go to a summer run. Uh, I get two miles in maybe. I had a banana and like cereal right before and I ended up throwing <laughs> that all up. And I was like, this sucks. This is awful. I don't want to do this anymore. And so Green Old Bike's back with me and we're, I'm running. He's like, Chase, not every day is going to be like this. Just stick with it. And I said, yeah, sure, Green, I'll be back Wednesday. I didn't come back for the rest of the summer. I hardly ran and just kept playing basketball. And then I got to, um, got to high school. And then of course, um, found a passion for it. 
Um, I started out on JV for a little bit just cause I wasn't running. And then by the end of the season, I think I was second or third with a 17 something 5k. Um, and so that kind of got me into it, at least as far as high school goes. So can you talk to a little bit about the St. Michael Albertville, like running program? I mean, it seems like, I mean, obviously they've got something special going there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't in high school, I think the most I got up to was, I don't even think I, if I touched 40, it was once, um, my longest run would maybe be, yeah. If I got over an hour, I was not, I was like, this is super long. (laughs) And so, um, I think our longest run was we ran from Buffalo to St. Michael. We did kind of a football relay where we run the, run the football from one stadium to the, to our home stadium and then kind of run in right before kickoff and then the whole school and communities there. So that was always fun. Um, but it's not too intense. I mean, coach Greeno, I mean, he's a, he's a wrestler and then he always jokes, tell people your coach is a fat little wrestler. Um, his, his main background was in wrestling. Um, and he's a phenomenal cross country coach. Cause he did, he did run a little bit in Jamestown when he had extra eligibility, he was a steepler, um, ran cross country. He loved it. And so, um, his big thing was just keeping us, um, ready for the next level, not overtrained. I mean, so really we're running 20 to 30 miles a week. Um, not anything fast. I mean, I don't think I ever broke seven minute pace unless it was a workout. I think a lot of it was from seven to seven thirty, and yeah, just kind of kept doing that. And that's just really how I, that's all I knew. Um, and so just ran kind of ran on all hearts is what coach Crockett always says. is chase. You kind of just a runner that runs on all heart. And so kind of just always ran with a chip on my shoulder and tried to compete the best I could. And I think it was just a lot of, a lot of talent at the end of the day. And I think when we got fourth, my senior year in cross country, um, our seventh guy ran more than I did. And so we had a lot of talent and I think we had a pack of 1630 guys. So yeah, just kind of a lot of pack runs and then um, just working together and kind of running for each other. So um, STMA doesn't do anything kind of out of the ordinary. It's just, I think a lot of kids that buy into what coach Crino is doing, love the social aspect of cross country, which I think is great for high school kids um, and just enjoying the sport and seeing kind of where we could go. So, yeah. So I hear you'll be uh, actually coaching at STEMA this coming Yeah, up? STMA. Yeah. STMA. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, so I was named boys head cross country coach this past spring. Um, and it's kind of coach Green has kind of been talking to me about it for the past few years and chase, you know, when you're done, would you have interest in taking over? And, um, I've always had an interest in teaching and coaching in the area. And so, um, when it finally kind of presented itself, I kind of jumped all over it. And so, yeah, I'll be the boys head cross country coach. Um, our boys and girls program split a few years ago since we were getting so big, I think, my senior year, there was 120 kids total. I think there was 70 girls and 50 guys. So it was getting pretty big. Um, so yeah, I'll be the boys at cross country coaches this fall. No, it's exciting to take over the program that you are a product of. And, yep. and uh, so what advice would you give to any high school runner? Yeah, I would say, you know, the big thing I think is to not, um, especially now with 
um, just Strava and social media, not to get caught up in what everyone else was doing. I think now with high school kids, it's, uh, you know, what is this guy doing that I'm not doing that I need to do? Because I don't think there's one size fits all. Um, so I think the big thing would just be kind of focused on yourself, um, kind of trust in what you're doing, do what works for you, not necessarily what works for others. Um, I mean, I think it's good to experiment and see what does work for you, but um, yeah, not getting caught in that comparison. Um, I would say to have fun. I mean, that's the big thing in high school sports is just go out there, have fun. Um, you know, a lot of kids can get in their heads and kind of psych themselves out. I think you just got to go in there and, and compete and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. A little pressure is good, but when you start playing mind games with yourself, that can get dangerous. Um, I would say to, you know, take the easy days easy. I know that's a kind of a cliche, kind of everyone says that, but um, many times I think we can overtrain and just kind of keep putting our bodies through a little too much. Um, and then at the same time on those workout days, don't, it doesn't need to be a race. I think all the high school kids can also just race. I know I, even, um, my own athletes, they were, we were doing a run and it was a four miler. And then at the end, a few kids just take off with a quarter mile to go. And I said, hold on, we're not, we're not training for mile split kick of the week here. Let's just, you know, it's okay right now. We can just kind of have runs, build a base. Um, so yeah, just kind of know what the workout is for. Um, don't slack on the stretching, don't slack on the sleeping. I mean, that's an easy thing that even I think after high school that I, I did was kind of, okay, didn't stretch or didn't sleep as much. Um, don't, you know, diet's important too. I got by on eating a lot of McDonald's after races. I think Rod kind of pokes at me a lot, um, even in college about that. So just eating healthy. Um, but you know, junk food after a race, I guess, isn't the worst thing in the world as a high school kid. So, um, yeah, those would be kind of just the big things that I come to mind right now, um, as far as advice goes. No, I appreciate, uh, sharing a, a bit of advice there to other high school, uh, athletes that are, uh, you know, putting in some, logging in some miles this summer trying to, you know, compete at the highest levels. What, uh, what were you considering? What other schools were you considering uh, before you signed at South Dakota State University? Yeah. Um, so South Dakota State kind of was just with Brendan Sage going there. Um, and us, him and I were being, were good friends throughout high school. He ran at STMA in my first two years. Um, we made it to state together in cross country sophomore year. And then in track, I qualified in the mile, and he also qualified. So we went one two in our section, um, went one two in a lot of conference races. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so we built a bond pretty quick. He kind of was a mentor, kind of uh, showed me what high school cross country and high school running was about. So um, definitely helped me in my high school career and early college career. Um, and so, you know, just going, seeing him at South Dakota State and how he did, how he developed, that helped me. Uh, a lot just kind of get South Coast State on my radar so I, I remember talking to Rod pretty early on in the process um, Eau Claire was another big one D3 um, I kind of by senior year I kind of had the dream of running division one um, but I did go on a visit there uh, Northern Iowa was another one I had visited and talked to um, Iona out in New York they were a top 10 division one team at the time um, talked to them quite a bit. Um, Weber State was another one out in Ogden, Utah. Um, 
Isaac Wood, who uh, he runs the Wood Report, and I don't know if he still does that. Um, he's worked with BYU. He recruited me for Weber State, and his big thing is he knew I like basketball, so he talked to me about Damian Lillard going to Weber State, and so we kind of he was a guy that was easy to connect with um, during that process. Um, Butler was another one that I had talked to quite a bit. And then the other really serious one at the time was Minnesota, um, University of Minnesota, just being a Minnesota kid, um, you know, and they were pretty interested. And so by the time it got down to it, it really was between South Dakota State and Minnesota. Um, and the big thing was, was I went on my official at South Dakota State and just really loved it. I saw the S-Jack that had just been built. Um, I don't know if that was the first year or the second year, um, but seeing that just kind of, I was just kind of a wide-eyed high school kid, like, wow, this is really cool. Um, I got along well with Rod, you know, just kind of what he had to say or how he envisioned what I could do in college. Um, that helped quite a bit. Um, just knowing Sage once again, but also Trevor Capra, I kind of knew um, Daniel Pettit. Um, so those were two other guys that, and then I, on my visit, I stayed with all of them and, and had a great time. Um, so that really helped. And then the U of M, uh, I think they're recruiting kind of, I mean, I was fifth in the fall in cross country, but I mean, there was, I graduated with Joe Klecker was in my class, Joey Dewar, Connor Olson, um, all three of those guys, sub nine guys in the two mile. And um, I was just a nine sixteen four twenty, which I mean, I don't think is, is terrible, but when you got other guys, I think the U of M was kind of focused on them. Shane strike another guy who just ran at the trials. So um, guys ahead of me that they were probably recruiting. So they kind of were, you know, Hey, we'll get you on a visit. We're just kind of waiting. And I was, I, I did say, okay, I'm not going to make my decision until after Christmas. Um, so I think that kind of, you know, made them hold off a little bit too. Um, but I was just kind of working at Reebok one night and I was kind of thinking between the two and, um, I was like, well, you know, I really liked it. I kept thinking as I was working, it's like, I really loved South Dakota state. And so I was like, it just seems right. Maybe I just call Rod and commit tonight. I actually get a voicemail from the U of M just saying, Hey, Chase, we'd love to have you visit. They're trying to set it up. And even after hearing that voicemail, I was like, South Dakota state still feels right to me. So I ended up calling Rod that night. And I just committed and said, hey, I, I want to come to South Dakota State. I think it's the right fit. Um, I'd love to sign. And so that's just how it worked. Um, just felt right from the get-go. And so, yeah, I had a few schools, but I, it really just came down to Minnesota and South Dakota State. But um, I kind of wanted to also not – I kind of wanted to leave the state too and, and get a little distance and see how that was. So, yeah, that's kind of all, all the factors. And then just with teaching um, – the program, I, I really like the education program on my visit at SDSU, so that helped quite a bit too. So, after you uh, committed to South Dakota State University and uh, you you get, got on campus there in the fall, um, what was that transition like from the high school level to you know now you're in Division One and mm -hmm. and trying to trying to get get after it? Yeah, um, the summer was good. I mean, so I. Obviously, with running 30, 20 to 30 miles a week, I mean, Rod didn't throw me into it. And that was another thing that kind of scared me with other schools, Nebraska, Minnesota, um, Wisconsin. They all kind of told me, hey, you probably run 70 off the bat. And I said, 
I mean, I didn't know too much about distance training. It was like, I have only run 20 to 30 a week, 70 is a big jump. So that, that kind of scared me. Whereas Rod said, you know, we'll start you out 40 to 50 and ease you into it. And so I was like, okay, that, that sounds nice. So <laughs> summer, I think I got to 40, 45 by the time team camp rolled around, um, maybe hit 50. I don't really remember. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a, a ease into it. Um, and then we were, we get to team camp and I'm running with the guys pretty fine. I mean, until, unless they started picking up the pace too much, <laughs> and then I kind of fell off a little bit and had to run with a different group, whether that be the 800 guys just taking it easy or maybe other freshmen. Um, and then we get to the last day of team camp. And I think we did our long run on Lebanon and I'm running and we're on, we're on our way back. And I kind of feel some shin pain. It felt like what I thought was shin splints at the time. I was like, oh, that's a little weird. Um, the next day was move-in day. Um, I had an off day, so I just took it off. And then the following day after move-in day, we went to go run with uh, some – me and Connor, my roommate, freshman year, we went to go run with some guys. Um, and I'm running over from the dorm, and I, I've ne- I had never been injured in high school, so I didn't know – what injuries felt like, didn't know, you know, what it was, but I started running and then I'm, I'm hobbling. Like I couldn't even put pressure on my right um, foot or leg without feeling some sort of pain. And so I was kind of jumping, kind of hobbling like this. I was like, this doesn't feel right. And we get to the house and I keep trying. And our GA at the time was Alex Montefiore. And he, he kind of said, me, Chase, are you okay? And I was like, I don't think so. This doesn't, I can't run without having to jump up in pain. So I was like, he's like, okay, just, just turn back. And so I turn around, go back to my dorm, um, text rod. Um, we kind of cross train for a bit. We don't really know what it is. So we kind of just cross trained and then would try to run, did that for a few weeks, just wasn't getting better. Um, missing kind of the first few weeks and, when I came in, um, talking with Rod, I said, Rod, there's no way. Cause we kind of talked about do I want to redshirt or not. And I kind of came in and a lot of guys came, we kind of thought I'd be maybe our fifth guy that year. Um, and I was like, well, I, I don't want a redshirt. I just want to go four years. Um, I kind of thought I was this hot shot. I was like, ah, I can come and compete, uh, contribute right away. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to redshirt. And so I was getting frustrated with not competing the first few meets. And I was like, well, I, I want to run. So I kept trying to do it. Eventually, like, okay, it's not getting better. Let's get an MRI. Uh, it turns out to be a tibial stress fracture. Um, and so that takes me out for, shoot, I don't know. I think I didn't start running again until near the end of cross country after the conference meet at home. And that was another kind of big push of not of trying to keep running because, you know, who knows when the next time we'd host cross country at home. Um, missed that. Kind of built into it. Um, first indoor I come around, indoor comes, um, I'm running, competing, um, still, I didn't get the falls to get used to any college workouts. So I'm still getting used to college workouts, just kind of getting by with cross training and 40 miles a week. Um, indoor was okay. Um, looking back at it now, I think I was a little hard on myself. I was running around what I was running in high school, maybe a little slower in the mile, about the same in the 3k. And I thought, well, why am I not getting better? Cause I saw other freshmen getting better. I saw my teammates doing well. I was like, what am I doing different? You know, looking back at it now, it's like, okay, Chase, you were <laughs> hurt all fall. Don't get too hard on yourself. Um, got through indoor, 
didn't make conference. So that was another kind of, to me, just like, Oh, well, what am I doing? Um, I was kind of questioning at that point is division one running for me, even again, just kind of 18 year old being unfair with himself. Didn't kind of know. And then freshman year and outdoor, I was like, well, you know, I have this red shirt now for cross country. I might come back for a fifth year just to do cross country. I might as well red shirt outdoor. Um, I was starting to come around in workouts where like, okay, maybe, you know, I was starting to hang up with the, the other, the top dogs. I was like, okay, do you want a red shirt chase? It's like, I don't know. And then I get a hip injury. <laughs> and so then I'm kind of limping around out for most of outdoor. I think I ran, well, <laughs> I ran one race in Fargo. Um, wasn't very good. I think it was windy, rainy. Um, I didn't even want to run it. I think I ran 418 in the 1500, which I don't even know that that equates to, but, uh, at the time I was down about it, but now Rod and I kind of, Rod always kind of gives me crap for that one is cause that's my only 1500 that I've ran on paper. So that's my PR in, in the 1500. So he'll kind of, uh, hold that over my head a little bit. But, uh, at the time that was pretty crushing. I was like, I don't know, um, if I can do this. And so that was kind of my trans. That was my transition. It was uh, a lot harder uh, than I think others have had, but, um, I think it really benefited me in the long run is it kind of woke me up to, this is, you know, what college running is like. And so, um, at the time though, I just didn't know if I was injury prone or what was going on. So, that's pretty, uh, insightful about, you know, the, you know, sort of the setbacks there in uh, your first year in college, but you know, what, what was the transformation then? Um, did you give yourself a little bit more grace or, you know, and have more patience in the, in the second year at SDSU, because you really transformed from that point forward, you're running. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, faith is big with me, uh, always has been in my family. And so, um, I remember kind of after the first year, I was like, uh, do I transfer? Um, just because I was like, I don't know if division one, if I can do this, do I just kind of stop running and just go to school? I don't know. Uh, I was just really kind of frustrated, fed up with injuries. And so I just prayed on it. And I said, you know, God, if I'm going to give it another go this summer, because you know, Rod still wants me here. So obviously, you know, I'm, he sees something in me. Um, and I remember freshman year kind of at our preseason meeting coming into it, he said, you know, Chase, I see you, you know, potentially winning conference championships individually, setting school records, being an all American. He, I mean, he had a lot of faith for me just coming in right off the gates. Um, that was huge to me. Um, cause I, again, just with high school, I was like, I have no idea how good I, I could be. Um, and I, you know, it was all state, I was all region in high school at foot locker, but I didn't know how good that actually was. Um, and just when I heard that, he's like, I think you can be a Trent Lusignan or a Joel Reichel. I mean, those were pretty, pretty good dudes when I came in. So that gave me a lot of confidence. And even after that first season, I don't think his confidence in me wavered that helped a lot. And so I just prayed on it and said, you know, God, if this is meant to be, I'm just going to give him my all this summer. Let's see what happens. I went through the summer injury free. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of started to click together. I think having Brendan Sage over the summer helped too. having a guy in town I could run with, um, as well as surrounding guys got in, just kind of competed, kind of just kept my head down, worked hard and, 
um, the fall worked out pretty well, um, just with being finally able to contribute with the team in the top seven. Um, I think Wisconsin was a big turning point running 25, I think 10 or 20. Um, that gave me a lot. I mean, I know it's a faster course, but I was up there with, you know, running with Trevor, running with Brendan. Um, and, and those were guys that I really looked up to. And I was like, okay, if I can stick with these guys, um, you know, it just gave me some confidence to kind of keep pushing. Um, and then ended up being our, our fifth guy, I think, at, at conference. Um, and that was pretty big, just beating IUPUI, because I know that was kind of the big rival at the time. Um, I didn't know that would be the start of, you know, I think we're on five consecutive titles now. So that was that was really cool to be a part of that. That was special. Um, Kyle Burdick helped me a lot too, kind of pushed me along. Um, Ayub Kasim was another good guy that um, really helped me. And I, I think that's a big thing too. Um, a lot of guys over the summer were just very encouraging to help me keep going. Um, and so, yeah, winning in 2016 um, helped quite a bit. And then I think we were sixth um, in the region. And so beating the Gophers was pretty big. I think, you know, Rod kind of beforehand with having a lot of Minnesota guys on the roster, that was kind of the hype up was, you know, we weren't heavily recruited. Some of you weren't heavily recruited by the Gophers, you know, let's go out there and compete with them because we're just as good as them. And so beating them was pretty big. And I know that year too, you know, it was looking like, Hey, if everyone has just a, a, their best day, maybe we can make it to nationals as a team. Um, so there was a lot of big motivators, just team wise team goals um, that helped me just kind of get in there and compete. So, yeah. Okay, Chase, uh, thanks for taking us down the uh, 2016 Summit League Cross-Country Championship and then also uh, the first uh, right time that you all took down the Gophers. Now, can you can you kind of segue into how that uh, track season then went for you uh, coming out of that very successful first cross-country season for you? Yeah. Um, so, again, just kind of keep, keep rolling in the indoor. Um, I knew – I mean, even talking to, even in high school, my coach was like, Chase will probably be pretty good at the 5K. Um, at the time, I thought, hey, I ran 420 in, in high school. Um, I think I'm a miler. Um, got into a few miles. And I mean, I ran 420 lows um, in, in college. And I think that'd be the biggest thing is that uh, has always frustrated me is uh, that's the only high school time I haven't beat uh, in college was my mile time. But um so yeah, I got into a few miles and was still running 420s. Um, 3K got down to I think 830. Um, and so that was good. I was seeing some progress in the 3K, even if I wasn't seeing too much in the mile. And I mean my training too, it wasn't I don't think I was training much for the mile as it was 3K, 5K. Um, and so yeah, I saw some from my first year running 850s and and that being really hard to running 830s where that feels you know, everything's starting to feel more national, feel more fit. Um, that helped a lot. And so we get to the 5K, and the big goal was to kind of break 15. And so I just remember kind of hanging on to Brendan Sage the whole time, kind of like I was doing in cross country and just seeing where that went. Um, and I ended up running 14, I don't remember exactly, 1450 something. Um, and so that, that really gave me a lot of confidence. Um, get to outdoor. Um, and I, yeah, and that was the year too that we were hosted indoor and, and we were kind of favored to win. Um, I remember that being in a very intense atmosphere. That was a lot of fun, um, especially getting the chance to compete in that after not being able to compete 
indoor last year um, conference. That was, that was a lot of fun. And it was close right down to the wire. And I remember the 5k kind of being, I remember Rod being super intense for that 5k um, and that got me fired up. And so, um, and it didn't go our way, but I remember running a 1440, I don't even remember what that was either, 1440 something. Um, and so that gave me a lot of, a lot of confidence that, okay, I'm seeing some progress now. Um, unlike last year where, you know, running that time probably seems just not, not possible. Um, so again, just building confidence. And then we got to, to outdoor. Um, and I was like, Rod, I want to run a 10 K and we were still like, ah, well, <laughs> we don't know yet. Just with, cause just with my body and everything. But I mean, I had been healthy all year. And so we said, well, Monsac will give it a go. Um, and so I don't think I ran until maybe I raced a 5k leading up to that. Um, but ran a 10k out in Mount Sac with Trevor. That was a lot of fun. Um, I ended up running 30, 25 again, didn't know how good that was as a freshman. And then I saw our top 10 list and I think I was a few seconds off. I was like, okay, that's, that's gotta be pretty good. And I remember I get back to the hotel and I was like, Rod, my calves are really sore. He's like, what, what did you, what spikes did you run? And I pulled out the victory elites or from high school that I had. And he's like, oh, he probably should have wore flats. Cause I guess there were more miler spikes. And so again, just one of those young kid things that I just didn't know about running. I was like, Oh, well, okay. And I just remember my calves not liking me for about a, about a week. And so, um, get to outdoor conference. I'm kind of got a calf injury at that point. Um, I was kind of limping around, get through the 10 K and I scored, um, was very pumped about that. And then I ran the 5k. It was super hot out. And I think I ran 16 something minutes. Um, just couldn't hang on just, and then I kind of, I remember getting off the line and I was just, I started crying because I was just like, that was kind of just very frustrated with the outcome of that and kind of took it up. It was pretty hard on myself, took it out on myself. And so, um, I just remember it kind of ran back with my parents from Fargo, kind of down in the dumps. And I was like, and they kind of, you know, just reassured me like, Hey, Chase, you had a good good year um a year ago you weren't even running um and then you know that that helped quite a bit and just kind of made a mental note to myself okay this year was good um ended the year rough but I definitely want to get a whole lot better and so that was a big I think again ending on a a bad race I think that was a pretty big motivator for the summer like next time I run a 5k it's going to be a whole lot faster than that. And so, um, again, just kind of going with, uh, you know, taking a low and trying to make the best of it and, um, just looking for the positives. So, and, you know, just reflecting on having a good year, I think helps to get me motivated for the summer and, um, just being healthy. I think that whole year helped quite a bit. I could kind of see, Hey, I, I can compete at this level. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of, I think, 2016 to 2017 there was a a big learning curve and a big jump for me. And that kind of showed me, Hey, I can do this. And so that got me to really invest and buy in and just kind of see what I can do. So, yeah. Yeah. Confidence is so huge, isn't it? I mean, it really, if you don't have it uh, or you're trying to gain traction and even just whether it be your first years or first, uh, you know, couple years, once you've got that, you know, sort of uh, confidence under your belt, you can really do make an impact uh, both individually, but also collectively when you bring it to the team. The uh, 
2017 cross country season was pretty memorable. Can you kind of talk about how your summer into that season went and then obviously take us through that season? I mean, it was, well, a very uh, important one, both individually and then also collectively. Yeah. Um, So yeah, again, summer kind of rolls around and um, just coming off last year, I was pretty motivated. We kind of bump up the mileage more. Um, I just ran it. I didn't really do, I don't even think I worked out that whole summer. Um, the big thing that started to help me realize, cause I was kind of starting to get up to 70, um, 60 to 70 area. And I would go out and do runs and just whatever felt good. I would, I would roll with. And I think near the end of the summer, a lot of my re- weeks were could anywhere from six flat to six thirties, just kind of going out and averaging that. And I, I didn't really think about it. I just ran. If I felt good the next day, I kept going with it. Um, my long runs, doing 15 miles and then closing in five minute miles for the last five, uh, five miles would be five forty, five fifties. Um, getting those runs down to sub six average. Um, I remember a lot of my t- teammates kind of text me after they see those on our running twin. They'd be like, Chase, you're, you're pretty fit. And I was like, I, I think so. <laughs> I, I don't really know. So um, get into a summer road race right beforehand at Hanover. Um, Sage and I have always kind of been running that. Um, I think he'd be fresh out of college at this point. So he was doing, he was doing workouts, um, kind of running through the season. He had joined running fun. So he's pretty motivated doing workouts, racing. Um, we get to Hanover. Uh, he took us out in the first mile at 430, 440. Um, I took over the second mile. We're through in 1440 pace. Um, come down the the last mile and Sage. Uh, if you know Brendan Sage, you know he's got a crazy kick. Um, you can always bet on that. And so uh, he gets me at the end. Um, I think we both ran 1440s. That ended up being my 5K PR um, faster than what I ran on the track for indoor and outdoor. Um, you know, roads kind of some. Some people, you know, distance might be off, whatever. This one's usually pretty honest. Regardless, I was like, well, that's still pretty quick for right now. Um, and so no workouts. I was like, okay, I think I'm pretty fit. Um, we get to the season. I didn't run Fargo. Um, ran um, Oz at the U of M. Was up there running with Kyle. And Kyle had just come off his, his All-American performance, I believe, um, that spring in the 1500s. So I was like, well, if I can keep up with Kyle as an all American, that's gotta be a pretty good, pretty good spot to be in. Um, still didn't really know. We get to Griac. Um, and that is about, that was the, the year it was, I think 90 to hundred degrees, whatever it was. I remember them moving races earlier cause it was so hot, but we were still at 10 AM. Um, I, I hadn't, had the best track record for heat running, whether it be races. Um, I remember in high school, there were a few races where I would throw up after just because of the heat, um, or I would kind of blow up in the heat, um, in college workouts or in college races. So, um, you know, we were kind of hesitant. Well, Chase, don't go out too hard. You know, the heat might take a toll on you. Um, and so I was like, well, we'll see. And so I just kind of go out with the, the group, kind of stick with Kyle, like I've been doing, um, we go out, um, I think I'm in 20, 25th. I'm feeling good by 5k. I don't remember what I went through exactly. Um, but I'm catching guys 
guys are kind of falling back to me. I was like, well, I'll keep going. Um, Cal had kind of got ahead of me at that point. Um, there was Opsa Lee that I kind of ran with the last three K. I was like, oh, Opsa is, I remember him in high school being really good. And so I was like, I can beat him. That's got to be a good day. Right. And I think he kind of fell back. Um, I get up with Charlie Lawrence, another gopher, um, kind of race with him. We get by Kyle and it's like, well, I just got to keep going then. Cause I got to help the team here. And so, um, finish, try to, I outkick, uh, Charlie Lawrence. And I think I get top 15, um, at Griak. And I was like, well, that's, <laughs> Griak's a pretty big meet. I was like, that's, that's pretty good. And so, um, and then beating all the Gophers kind of helped my confidence a little bit just with, you know, again, being a Minnesota guy, um, you know, not any, just kind of, you, you develop a little rivalry. Um, it's a friendly rivalry just with being Minnesota guys. Um, and then just, you know, growing up, seeing the Gophers compete. And so, but being on SDSU, obviously with competition, you, you want to beat them. And so, uh, that helped quite a bit and making the podium at Griac and I was like, okay, maybe I, I can do something this year. And so um, we get to pre-nationals in Louisville. Again, it's kind of hot in the morning. Um, I was remember being pretty nervous. Just go out there, ran with Kyle. Um, we get out and I think 4.30, 4.40, I don't even know. Louisville's a pretty fast course. Um, I just remember it kind of people falling and just trying not to get trampled. So that first kind of two miles was just purely off adrenaline. It felt like, um, get through 5k and 1510, 1520. And I was like, okay, that's a pretty good pace to be at. Um, we come around and Rod's kind of yelling at me and Kyle, like, Hey, these are all regional guys. These are qualifier guys ahead of you get with them, run the race, finish with a 24, 13 or 12, somewhere there in the AK. And that's when I started to kind of figure out, okay, I, I something big is about to happen. And so, uh, just kind of keep maintaining it. We get to, um, conference again, just being at USD, USD had something on the paper about how they were going to win the conference meet. We were defending champions. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, I knew just talking with Rod and Kyle that we kind of thought, uh, you know, Oh, it doesn't matter which one of us wins, but for us team wise to win again, we've got to be one through one and two, ideally. And so I remember Rod kind of saying, Hey, first 5K, just don't, you two don't lead. Let's have someone else do the leading, kind of keep our pack in it. And then, of course, the other guys have all their strategy, kind of pack run. Um, we get out, we go, uh, we get through 1K, and I, the pace was just slow. And I was like, I, I don't like this. I'm going to take over. And I remember just leading. Um, we get through five. I was by myself for most of it. And then I hear someone kind of come up with 5k to go. I'm like, Oh gosh, who's this? And then it's Kyle. And then that helped me. Cause like, okay, it's a teammate. We're good. We're, we're doing this. And so Kyle and I just work together. Um, Eldon is, is with us kind of back there. We just keep pressing. And then I think with 2K to go, I was like, okay, I've led quite a bit. I'm just going to go for it. And so I went, um, finished first, and uh, that wasn't – even going into the season, it wasn't a goal to win conference. I didn't know that was going to be possible. I was just like, whatever I can do to help the team, I'm going to do it. And so uh, we go 1-2. Eldon comes in third. Uh, Lucas comes in uh fourth, I believe that. Yeah. Fourth that meet. And so 
Um, that was a big swing to having three in the top five. So we knew we were doing well. And then just having our pack kind of ahead the other packs, we get the repeat in, uh, in Vermillion. And so that was pretty huge. Um, we move on to regionals at that point. Um, at, at this point, just with how the season was going, I mean, Rod and I were talking like, Hey, top making it as an individual is definitely not out of the question. Um, I have a really good tempo where I think I closed in four 30 on the gravel roads. I was like, I think I ran as fast as I did in the workout as I did at conference, um, in my eight K for five miles. So I was ready to go and I kind of got a calf again, that same calf injury from outdoor the previous year kind of flared up. Um, when I was, didn't really want to think about it too much, um, was kind of limping around, uh, just like, well, I can't really do much about it now. Um, we get to, uh, Iowa state and I remember Rod sitting me down and at breakfast at the hotel, he said, Chase, I, this is, you know, everything's, your workouts have been great. Your races, you know, I've gone well, you've been consistent. There's no reason you can't do this. Um, that kind of helps kind of pick me out of my injury slump, but, you know, just got out there. And I mean, there's only so much words can do, um, went out there and tried to compete. And I think I got, I think I was around 50th, just the calf. You could, I could tell pretty quickly that it just was not working correctly and, um, get done was pretty, again, just kind of stepping away from a race, just kind of down and, and tough on myself. But, uh, and, you know, just how the season went, you know, that's not the, the ending I had wanted, of course. But again, just you had to look back at the you got to pick yourself up. And so I kind of gave myself the van ride home, but um, looked back on the season as a whole. And I was like, again, just way better than I was coming in. And so that was something to be proud of. I was like, this is not the end by all. This is only my second year. I still got a few more to go. So I said, you know, let's just try to keep building the momentum and see what the track season brings. So that's kind of how the summer cross country season went. So, yeah. Yeah, I know you, uh, that was a very memorable, uh, you know, certainly the conference mate uh, with uh, a lot of their pressure, you know, you know, trying to repeat, but also individually trying to do really well, but uh, you know, collectively uh, trying to, trying to win a championship and, and uh, a lot of uh, different tactics unfolding in a, in a race like that, but uh, certainly come away as a, as a conference champion uh, in 2017 was uh, yeah, definitely a successful year. That's, that's great. So 2018, I mean, a, a new year, but uh, you want to take, kind of take us through, uh, you know, track and then, and lead us into that, that yeah. summer of training. I mean, that'd be great to kind of ha- understand how, how that went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So indoor, we get to indoor and, uh, just kind of, again, the 5k in indoor is always kind of my, where I'm building up to, um, had some good three Ks. I think I ran an eight twenty four at Nebraska, um, which ended up being top 10 at that time. Um, and so that gave me some more confidence in the three K that, okay, yeah, I, I, I can, I can compete in this one too. And so, that was good. Again, the mile, I, I think I ran 421 that year. So like, okay, I'll get under 420 eventually. So, um, ran a mile. Um, that went well. Um, 5k, we get to indoor classic. 
Um, and it's just me and uh, Derek Myers, who uh, I've developed a pretty good friendship, actually, which has been awesome. Um, runs for you, Mary. Um, didn't really know him at the time, but we both go out and we're just kind of going back and forth. I think I led most of the race. Um, he beat me near the end, but I ran 14.29. He ran 14.29 or 28. We were both pretty happy with it. And so I get done with that. And Rod tells me, hey, I think you run 14.10s in outdoor, just based off leading the whole thing and just having the two of us. And so that was a big uh, momentum builder. Um, get to conference, um, run, ran the 3K, 5K double. We're up in Fargo. Um, wasn't like last the year prior where it was, hey, we can kind of win this. So um, a little team pressure was taken off. But again, you, you still want to just do well and see where the um, see where the cards fall. And so I, we went through the 3K. I think I was sixth. I ran under 830, but I was, you know, just with being a conference champion in cross country, it was like, well, why did I podium? Um, but I kind of knew that, you know, 3K, there are guys that have a faster kick than me where I can't kind of wear them down like I do in cross country or a 5K or 10K. Um, so just kind of, you know, got six. I said, you know, I can score. I scored. Um, that was good. My teammates did well. Um, we did what we were supposed to in that event. Um, came back for the 5K and Derek Bucklehide took Kyle and I out and, led us through the first couple of K's and um, just kind of traded lead with him. And we ended up going one, two, once again, and I won the conference championship in the 5k. And so that, that was fun. We both run 1429 again. So, so that was kind of helped me is okay. I've ran 1429 twice now, um, did it on a 200 flat this time. Um, you know, people read into conversions i'm not too big into those 1429 is what i ran and so um but at the same time i was like okay i, I think i can run you know 14 sub 1420 hopefully outdoor um we get to outdoor um going to the did the 10k out in san francisco and i ran 2941 um and so that was that was that was a pretty big jump from 3025 and um, kind of looked at regional rankings last year and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that would be in regionals. And so, but Rod kind of knew, you know, it's not for sure safe. Trevor and I were both kind of on the bubble with 2940. So we went for it again at Mount Sac, um, leading up to Mount Sac kind of had a lot of things. Go. I, my grandmother had passed away. Um, and so that she was very big in, in my life. Um, you know, was my confirmation sponsor. Um, helped me a lot with faith stuff. So a big, um, big person in my life for faith. And of course, just a big member of my family. Um, very close with her and my, my last uh, living grandparent at the time. And so that was hard. Also had a foot injury um, after San Francisco. Um, and so that was kind of all um, and tough. Um, and then it was kind of my grandmother's funeral was the same day as Mount Sac. And so um, my mom said, you know, grandma would, would want you to do this. And so she said it, it was okay if I went to compete at Mount Sac. And so I, I did. Um, it wasn't the easiest thing to do, um, but just kind of ran for her. Um, and my foot injury was still kind of there as Achilles, um, but just kind of pushed through it. And I think, you know, just my grandma, her health, she wasn't hadn't been able to watch me in a few years. And so you know, I was kind of just thinking, you know, she's got the best seat in the house right now. So let's just kind of go out there and give it all we got. And so 
Um, I remember we went out in 2.30 for the first 800. Um, not ideal for 29.30 pace. It's like, there's a bunch of pros in this race. What's going on? Trevor kind of went out and I was like, well, that was kind of, didn't want to know if I wanted to go with. So just kind of slowly worked on the pace. Um, we get to the last, um, I think through 5k, we were 14.54 or 53. And I was like, whoa, okay. We're kind of still there. Just kind of kept slowly squeezing the pace down, found a group to run with. Um, the Iowa coach was there. I was running with um, a hot guy and they said, if you guys want sub 2940, you got to go now with a mile to go. Um, just didn't think, just went. And I think I ran, I think it closed in the low 430 and ran 2938 um, at that time was top six in the in school history. Um, got me into the top 48 at the time. Was pretty happy with it, just given the circumstances leading into it and um, kind of all that was going on. Um, Trevor had ran well, too, a few seconds behind. So we both kind of thought, you know, hopefully we're in. Um, we trained for conference, um, run conference down in Tulsa. Uh, that was another another thing where it was 100 degrees, super hot, super humid. I remember the 10K got moved to the morning. Um, we run it. We go one through three with myself, Kyle, Trevor going one, two, three. Um, that was a lot of fun. Just kind of working in that race together, um, you know, helping each other battle in those elements. Um, and we had other guys kind of pick up some points there. Um, so that was a lot of fun. We do the 5K. Um, the Me and Trevor kind of take out and the NDSU guys kind of sit on us um, and, you know, eventually it was, okay, we know they're going to go. We just don't know when um, they go for it. I kind of just hang on and I, I get third with a 15 whatever, which again, in hundred degree heat, I was pretty happy with that. And considering just a year ago, I was limping off the track and 20th place to be third um, and make the podium in two events was, was really exciting for me. Um, we get back on the bus I'm watching other conference results going into conference. I think I was um, 48th in the, in the region, um, get knocked out to 52nd or 53rd by the end of it. It was like, okay, well, with scratches, maybe I still get in. Um, the list comes up initially. I get a call from Rod saying, hey, Chase, uh, you're in. I got a voicemail. I remember I was watching uh, Avengers Infinity War with a, a, a friend back home. Um, get the call. Hey, Chase, you're in. I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I, I didn't think I'd a year ago that I'd be at the, the first round of nationals, um, calling back. And then unfortunately he says, Chase, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, the list, you know, I came out and, um, you're actually not in, I ended up being the first guy out by less than a second. Um, I think point point five is what it was, which in a 10 K is, you know, it's like not nothing. That's that's really close. And so um, I remember being pretty crushed um, by that. And so um, took a few weeks off, um, was bummed. Um, but again, you just got to look at it from the past saying, OK, a year ago I was hobbling off the track. And, you know, I at the conference meet and then this year I was just on the cusp of making it to, to nationals. And so that first round, and so 
um, which is, is not easy to do in itself in the West. And, you know, I could look at the East and say, okay, well, I would have gotten in at the East. So I'm, I'm in a good spot. And so, and just given how outdoor went um, and only having two 10 Ks do it at, you know, it was, it was good. And so, yeah, that's kind of the, the track season there in a, in a nutshell. So how do you think you take each of those years and try to consolidate those gains that you're making? You know, you, you talk about the setbacks of you know, not making it to the first round of the NCAAs, but, but how, can you talk to us about how important it is to actually, you know, consolidate those gains that you are making each and every year and having more of like a holistic approach um, to it? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's very easy to just be uh, racing's unique because it's, you run, you run a time and then of course it's okay. Now I got to get fat. You, you, you don't really get to um, just kind of enjoy them. You do for a day and then it's okay. I ran that. Now I got to get faster. Um, I don't think you really get to take the time to just kind of soak it all in um, and to appreciate it. And so of course, you know, and even for me, every time I, I had a step back, I, at the, at the time I, I looked at it and I said, well, shoot, that was, that's not what I wanted. You know, I, I kind of failed in that regard, but then you, you, you got to look at it that distance running is a, is a process. Nothing is, you, you don't, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, it's, it's a lot of, it, it can be days, weeks, months. A lot of it goes back to years. It's a lot of just consistency. Um, and so just remember reminding myself to just take a step back look at the whole year, reflect, appreciate the good things that went well. Um, look at those and okay, what went well, how, what factored into going well. And then you can, it's the same thing on the flip side. You got to look at what went wrong. Okay. Why did it go wrong? Um, injuries do happen. So it's just like, how can I prevent those injuries from happening in my case? Um, or it's just, you know, missing, if missing the 10 K by a half second, I can't really, I can't control that too much, especially when it's after the fact, you know, when people were running it at conference um, and she kind of, I had to look back. I, I did what I could with Mount Sack where it was, it went out slow. I competed hard and still was able to PR after it going out in a 30 minute pace. Um, and so, or, uh, you know, San Francisco, my second 10 K ever on the track, just going out there and competing and seeing what I got. Um, you know, just, just knowing that you gave it your all at the time, I think it's good to, to remind yourself to, cause it doesn't, you know, it, you got to do with what you have on any given day. If you can walk off the track or the cross country course, just knowing you gave it your all. I think that's pretty important to, to just remember that. And so, yeah, just kind of realizing where you started and then where you've gotten and just looking at that, I think is huge. So. No, thanks Chase. I appreciate that. Now the fall of 2018, you know, you're in your third cross country season, you know, coming off, uh, you know, the individual championship there at the summit league. Uh, do you want to take us through that 2018 fall uh, and how that went down? Yeah. So the summer, I didn't really change too much from, um, the year prior. Um, I remember talking with Rod and just, again, I was like, okay, if we can hold off doing the workouts until I get back, um, that would be great. <laughs> And so we uh, just kind of did the same thing that I did. Um, go to Hanover again. Sage is there, but this time he had just ran um, Grandma's half, 
was kind of getting to marathon. So he took some time off over the summer, was just getting back into it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do um, on my own. Uh, we go out and run it. Uh, I ran a 1440 low by myself. And that's where I kind of knew, okay, I, I'm in better shape than I was last summer. Um, so we kind of get into camp uh, down in Marshall, Minnesota, running a lot of hills, um, just a, a big mileage. Uh, I was sick going into camp. Um, wasn't sleeping the greatest, not eating the best because at cross country camp, you know, we're not eating <laughs> super great. Um, doing the, doing the runs with the guys. Um, and I just I remember doing one of the hills near the end, I kind of tweaked my hip. I thought, well, that's a little weird. Um, kind of keep training. I get to, um, get back to, to school, get back to campus, um, going I don't even think I did the first workout because my hip was just bothering me so much. And I, I talked to Ryan, I said, okay, it's the start of the year. Let's just not push this. Let's just get this over with right now. And so he agreed, uh, took a week off week or two. Um, then just kind of slowly eased back into it. Um, hip was fine for the most part. We get to, I don't think I raced till Griac. Um, ran 25 flat, I think, at Griac, which is, again, um, pretty good for that course. I think it was 12th. Um, so similar to the year prior, I was like, okay, two weeks off, and I'm, I'm where I was last year. That's a good spot to be in. Um, we get to pre-nationals. Um, none of us did super well. Um, I remember that was kind of the, you know, we had a good group coming in, so we thought, Okay, last year we didn't do too great, but I think this year we can make nationals as a team, kind of have that kind of where we were a few years ago where it's like, okay, the, the talent is there where maybe we can do it. Um, so go out at Wisconsin pre-nationals, just kind of competing. Um, I remember the pre-meet, I didn't feel too great. The hip was kind of coming back, um, just kind of ran it. I think I was 69th and 24, 40 something, which again is fast, but I think with running 2410 the year prior, wasn't kind of looking at it like, okay, two different courses. I was like, okay, well, that wasn't the greatest. Um, and again, I think I more so just looked at place. I was like, well, if I was 60 something last year, hopefully I'd be top 40 or 30 this year. Um, didn't do that. Um, hip kind of kept bothering me. Uh, I remember there were some workouts I was just kind of limping through and I was like, well, I can't really take any more time off. We're kind of here. Um, I was frustrated with it. I know, you know, Rob was trying to help me work through that too. Um, we get to conference in Omaha, um, do the pre-meet. I was limping so bad. I was in the back, just not even up there with the guys for pre-meet. Um, we get back and do some stretching, um, just kind of go through the night. Um, wake up, still kind of limping around. Um, we do the warm up. Rod comes up to me after the huddle and says, Chase, you know, we don't need you to go. We, it doesn't have to be like last year. I mean, we were kind of in a more comfortable spot in conference where we could just pack run and we'd probably be okay. Um, winning. Um, he said, Chase, you don't have to go out and lead this. You don't have to be a hero. You know, you don't even have to you just be a top five guy. And I was like, well, uh, I'm going to, and I kind of thought about it and I said, well, I'm, I'm going to kind of do what I did last year and see if it works. And so we get out, I take it out. It's just me, Kyle and Alden once again. 
uh, I was not, I felt the pain kind of the whole time, but just was like, I got to do this. We've, we've got to win this thing again. And so um, we kind of go around, we kind of are slowly pulling away us three. Um, we get to 2K left and Alden, Kyle's kind of a little further back. Alden pulls ahead in front of me and I try to go with him. I, Alden Warner, he's got a great kick. So I was like, if I got, I got to at least try to stick in there. We get to a K left and my leg and hip are just, they're fried at this point. I can't keep up with him. He gets ahead of me. Uh, he wins it. Uh, I come in second. And, you know, at the time I wasn't angry at all because I turn around and we have a bunch of guys in the top 10 and end up scoring pretty low in, in that meet. And so, you know, getting a three-peat was was exciting. And, you know, coming into it, Rod and I both, which is how much I was limping, we're like, am I going to be able to even compete? I remember – kind of talking with the alternates like, Hey, I might not be able to do this thing just to, just to give you a heads up. And so, um, that was good. You know, Ron and I talked after and he said, Hey, if I can do that, maybe let's just cross train and just hope that the fitness kind of carries me. So I don't think I ran much at all before Bradley just got in the pool and aqua jogged, got on the alter G treadmill, um, did that. And then, um, we get to, Bradley, we get into that big car accident beforehand with the semi that we still talk about today. Um, I remember we hit a deer, get rear-ended by the semi, and then the girls ask us, is the deer okay? And I said, is the deer okay? Are we okay? So um, that was kind of a big shakeup. I was hoping maybe, if anything, that crash would maybe get my hip realigned, but uh, it didn't. And so um, we're kind of all bonding in the hot tub the night before and like, Hey, you know, we're just grateful to be alive after that accident. And so counting our blessings there and they're like, Hey, let's just go out and compete and see what happens. And we get to Bradley. It's muddy. It rained the night beforehand. Um, again, just going out with Kyle, kind of like we have been all these last few years and just give it a, an honest effort. And he went and I couldn't keep up with him. And uh, I remember kind of falling back and then Joe Miner was, was there. And so, freshman he was having a huge race I kind of just made sure to stick in there with him and um just kind of encouraging him uh, to kind of stay in it because you know we were in the top again top 50 which is pretty pretty big for a freshman and so we just kind of worked together that whole race and I think uh it went Kyle myself Joe and then uh it was kind of a there was a gap and so we didn't do super hot as a team um, you know, just kind of, again, falling short as a team, but the three peat was kind of big for us. Um, and for me, that was probably the most frustrating one is, okay. I was injured all year after my best summer ever. Um, how do I, where do I kind of go from here and how do I prevent this injury from happening again? So that one was, again, just kind of testing my patience that year and, um, yeah, that's just, that was one of those years where injuries kind of played a big part and, uh, was kind of hard mentally and physically. And so, yeah, that was, that was a, a tougher year for me, at least in the fall for cross country. So coming off the 2018 summit league cross country championship, which was the team's third in a row, uh, you know, going into 2019, then can you talk to us about, uh, that transition indoor and outdoor? Um, 
you talked about that hip, right? So it was giving you a lot of, of problems at that point. Yep. Yeah. So it took a long break, of course, after cross country, um, just try to get the body healthy again. Um, training was, was going well, um, over Christmas break doing workouts that again, just kind of seemed like, okay, the fitness is still there. You know, don't, don't worry too much about it. You know, just got to kind of pick yourself up and, um, get back in there for indoor, um, so get back to campus after Christmas break, um, have the first meet in at home and ran a 820 sub 830. I don't remember quite exactly what it was. Um, so I was like, okay, that's, that's a good starting point. Um, you know, we're, we're right where we need to be, um, especially with indoor, just always kind of focusing on the 5k and just you know, indoor for me was just always kind of like, okay, let's see how fast I can run a 5k. And ideally I was hoping for sub 1420 because I never got to run that in outdoor the year prior, just because we were chasing 10k times. Um, so yeah, just the, did some workouts after that first meet. And then I, again, that, that hip kind of just comes back hip and hamstring this time. And so I was like, oh gosh, well, I, I don't know what to do. And so I just kind of kept we were going, I was going to the trainers a lot. It was kind of maintaining sort of thing. Some days it felt good. Some days not so great. Um, get to the U of M run a mile. Um, I ran a four twenty eight, I believe, or maybe it was a four thirty something. I don't remember. <laughs> um, get off the track. And I just remember being pretty frustrated because again, it was just that hip and hamstring really fired up and it just didn't seem like I was, it seemed like something was off, something wasn't working. Uh, I remember just talking to Rod after and I said, it's something's up. And so, um, did the long run the next day and he kind of followed behind in the, the people mover, the van, um, the hip wasn't really working. My form was off kind of the hip drop. I get into the, the van after maybe a mile and we're just kind of like, well, we got to, shut this down and hopefully by indoor conference, we can, we can be healthy and competing. And so, um, kind of work with the trainers, um, get to a physical therapist, figure out the, the glutes and hips are super weak, not very doing much. And in running, if your hips and glutes aren't doing much, you are going to have um, quite a few problems, which, you know, again, just from my background, not knowing too much about strength work and, and running and distance running and what kind of all needs to be strong. Um, in high school, I never really worked on all of those deficiencies. So I was kind of learning about all this. This just was all new. Um, never really had problems with this before. So we just kind of just were finding that out. And so I uh, did a lot of work on that. It was a lot of, again, just either miles on the Alter G treadmill or in the pool. Um, still tried to run a little bit before indoor conference and it wasn't, wasn't happening. So we just say, hey, indoors not going to happen. Let's just keep trying to get stronger, get healthy, um, and have a, a good outdoor season and try to make that first round this time. And so, um, that was the year, obviously, that we won indoor conference. And so sitting on the sideline was tough, um, you know, just obviously trying to be a good teammate, trying to help out the younger guys in whatever way I can. 
um, just through advice or, um, you know, anything I can do to help with that. Um, but that was, that was definitely one of the tougher, the, the toughest meets and, you know, talking to alumni, you know, we're back in the S Jack. Um, we weren't supposed to host, I believe, but we got it because USD was doing their renovations. Um, and so, um, that was pretty cool to have it back in the building. So having that atmosphere, but not being able to compete in it was tough. Um, I remember the, you know, the 5k to kind of clinch it all, um, you know, and that we were saying in that position a few years ago, um, didn't work out for us, but this time it did. And again, obviously very happy for our teammates, very happy for the program, but I remember being on the back stretch, turning around as it all going, coming around and, um, you know, just seeing everyone kind of cheer for them and everyone's on their feet. And, you know, that's when we knew, Hey, we won. Um, it was exciting, but at the same time, it was, uh, it was tough because it's like, I would give anything to just be competing, uh, in this meet. And so, um, you know, you're told you do, you do contribute and I, you know, I, I hope I did in some ways, but at the time when you're not competing and have to watch that from the sidelines, it is, it's difficult because you're not in those races to kind of help and contribute to the team score. So it, it is hard in that way, but it was really cool to at least, witness and try to contribute in other ways to that, that indoor championship. So that, that was fun. Um, but again, a, a big motivator to, Hey, let's, let's get healthy so I can be a part of those moments with those guys and, um, you know, be a part of big things for this program. And so go out in spring break, we're down to Florida with, uh, all the cross country guys, Gabe Peters has a, has a house down there. And so, um, go through that. I start running again, I'm running 40 miles a week um, kind of getting healthy, no hip problems, no hamstring, um, just kind of running. We get back to campus on the treadmill, start feeling something in my shin felt similar to, you know, having one stress fracture, you kind of notice it again. Um, you know, I didn't want to totally throw it in. I was like, okay, maybe it is just shin splints or something kind of work with the trainers for a bit, uh, do a double kind of still feel it, but it's less pain. Um, we get to work out, I think John, just trying to get ready for 10 Ks Rod had 24 by 400, um, not super, anything crazy, just getting volume, doing it at, uh, working out at 10 K pace, um, start doing it. I'm on my own. I'm kind of back from the other guys cause they're going faster. Um, still feeling my shin and we get through, I think four to six reps, I'm starting to go backwards in pace. I think I was starting to go five, 10 pace. And I said, and then the, the shin really started to flare up. And I said, this does not seem right at all. So I, I stop it. I go up to Rod and I said, Rod, I, I think I have a stress fracture. And so obviously not the news he wants to hear, not the news I want to hear. I get into the trainers. Um, they kind of do some tests and like, well, we're not sure, but let's get an MRI. And just having one before, I kind of knew. Um, I kind of left, um, talked to Rod for a bit on the bleachers. I kind of cried out because I, I know what is probably going to happen. I mean, you know, we're just like, well, let's cross train until you get the the MRI and get the MRI, comes back, stress reaction. Um, kind of knew, I already had the fears. I, I got the boot right away. I said, okay, we don't know what it is. Just give me the boot. I get in the boot. Um, and then that kind of throws everything out the window for outdoor, uh, I knew I wasn't going to come back and be able to compete for that. And so, um, just kind of do school for the rest of the, the semester, Rod, you know, he's, he 
just kind of was kind of looking out for me. He said, Hey, I, I know you got coaching aspirations. Um, why don't you just help out with practice? So, you know, went on workout days just to help take splits and just help with, you know, younger guys where I could or just give advice where I could. Um, just was able to still stay involved with the team that way. Um, but yeah, didn't, didn't get to see the outdoor track that season. So, um, that was tough. Um, especially just with cross country, having the injury indoor, not being able to running two meets for indoor and then out for injuries, finally get that hip and glute problem under control where I think, okay, I'm going to be back to my normal self and then get a stress reaction, something totally different than what I've been uh, going through and, um, having to end the year that way was tough. Yeah. So, uh, you head then into summer, uh, coming, you know, out of that injury. I mean, that's healed up. And then at what point do you actually resume training in 2019, uh, at the summertime? Yeah. Uh, so that in that summer was definitely even tougher than the summer coming off of my first year in college. Um, get the boot off, try to run a little bit. I think the first or second week of June, um, and just still feel you can still feel the the pain of it. Still felt like it was there. And I text Rod and I say, Rod, pain still there. What should I do? You know, he recommended getting another MRI. Um, get an MRI uh, at my local hospital. Results come back that the stress reaction is still there, um, and it's actually gotten wider. And I was I remember being pretty frustrated because I thought, how could it, I? you know, my stress fracture healed faster than this. Um, and so, um, there's, I was like, can, so, you know, doctor, what do you, what do you think? I, when can I get back? He said, you know, I don't know. I just know you can't run right now. And so I remember leaving the, the, the doctor's office pretty frustrated. And at that point, um, the injuries kind of took a mental toll and I was debating just quitting. And I said, I've got wonder left. I'm about to get into student teaching, you know, what's, if I can't get healthy and contribute, what's the point? I've kind of been out for so long, you know, as I, I kind of, it's like, I, I've done some, some big things. Um, you know, I, it's not anything to kind of, I can hold my head high still if it ends here. Um, you know, I talked to Rod a little bit. I just like, you know, tears, I'm frustrated. This is what I'm thinking. Um, he calls me up during the NBA draft. I do remember that because, yeah, I answered the phone and he says, Hey Chase, how you doing? I said, you know, I'm good. Just, just watching the, the Wolves draft. And he was of course watching the NBA draft too. So uh, we get talking and he's just kind of telling me, Hey, you know, don't quite give up yet. Cause it's definitely not over. Um, you know, he, he didn't say, Hey, you can't quit, but he, he wanted me to just think about it. And so um, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely just keep kind of thinking on it. Uh, just continued to cross train on the bike. Uh, Anna Bears, or GA, was um, really big and just helped me cross train. Um, she gave me uh, a whole workout plan um, every few weeks, very detailed um, what to do. Um, and I saw she had success with other athletes on that cross training program. Um, you know, and she was also very, very good at helping me just kind of stay in it, just saying, hey, don't give up quite yet because I think there's more to do. Um, and so then after a while, you know, I'm getting blood tests, everything's coming back normally and we're in July and they said, you know, you're 
calcium is good. All, any sort of blood level stuff, all that stuff is good. There's no deficiency on that end. And so I, it just was the delayed healing stress reaction. Um, I get another MRI at the end of July, still just biking. Um, the MRI comes back uh, a good and they finally give me the green light to maybe run a little bit. Um, we do a whole walk jog plan. The first, uh, so I start that in August, continue to just keep doing the biking on top of that. Um, and then I still think I didn't go to team camp that year, which was hard. It was out in rapid city somewhere. I wanted it to be all of my college career. Cause we went out there in high school for a cross country camp and that was a lot of fun. Um, and so, yep, yeah, we, I, the choice was kind of, okay, do I go to rapid city where there, I mean, I was assured there was some cross training options. Um, but I was really liking the bike and I felt like I worked the hardest on the bike. Um, luckily I love my summer job with, um, coaching youth track and the kids club that I've been working at for a few years at that point. So I said, okay, I'm going to stay back, make some money and just kind of keep working on the bike. Cause I can't run anyway. So, um, just kind of stayed back didn't go to team camp, kept doing the walk, jog and biking. And then we get back and I'm finally able to start, um, running and doing more consistent, just 20 miles a week. Um, getting on the Ultra G more, kind of using that more as a tool. I think I was on that all of that cross country season. Um, didn't know, obviously, just with being close to qualifying in national meets in the past, wanted to just keep sights on that goal, but also just I had to kind of reason with myself that this first few races might be tough. Um, ended up racing at Briar Cliff, which is a kind of a gravel um, cross country course, um, ran a 25 30, um, felt like, okay, I've been running 20 miles a week in cross training. That was kind of hard. Um, we get to pre nats. I think are in, it's at Indiana, which is a tougher course ran 25 10 was pretty hard on myself. Um, just not liking where I was, but again, not seeing the bigger picture, um, we get to, I think at that point then is, is conference and, you know, we have, everyone's running well. Um, we're talking about, Hey, maybe we can perfect score this year. Um, and so I remember talking to Rod and coach Underwood and, um, the big thing going to that, I just kind of talked to them. I said, you know, I'm only running 40 to 50 miles a week and cross training. I'm not doing too much. I think, you know, we all kind of, what helped me is they kind of said, you know, we've, we've got guys, it doesn't matter where you are as far as, you know, in the past, I was kind of count leaned on us. Hey, you got to be up there. He just said, you know, go out there, have fun, race with your race for your team, race for the guys, and just whatever happens. And then just focused on having your best race at regionals. Um, and so we get out there at Fargo and um, we're going, I, I think I tried to lead the first loop and then we kind of break away with a pack of six and, um, just kind of keep pressing from there. And the last kind of couple K we've got myself, Micah, Joe and Lucas. And that was a lot of fun because it's three guys that have, you know, never won a conference championship before as far as individually goes. And, um, you know, they just competing with them and then going one, three, one, two, three, four, and then turning around. And I see, um, got guys five and six right after me, um, was a lot of fun and just kind of seeing Joe minor who I ran, 
at the regional race with last year um, winning and then Micah having a really big year getting second. Um, and then Lucas, who kind of always says, I'm not a, I'm not a cross country guy getting third. Those three guys all having a really good conference race um, was a lot of fun. Um, and then obviously just perfect scoring um, and being one of the few teams in the country to do that. Um, that was a lot of fun too. Um, and so we did that, get to regionals um, down in Oklahoma, Stillwater. Um, definitely the toughest cross country course I have ever competed on. Um, and so we, we go out there I, again, just, <clears throat> I was ready to give it all I got. And just, I was, this was my last cross country year. So I was like, I, let's, let's see what, what I can do. And just went out there. And again, we kind of had aspirations of if everything goes well, maybe we make it. Um, and I think we were even shooting for like fifth and sixth. That would have been great. We go out there. I remember leading the first K or two and I was like, okay, I've never gotten the line this well. And so kind of knew, okay, I'm not going to win this race by any means. I've only been running 40 to 50 miles a week and I hadn't ran all summer. Um, we get out there, we just compete. I remember just kind of taking that first 5k kind of conservative. I let the, once I kind of led the K, I was like, okay, I'm, I don't need to lead anymore. This is, this isn't going to work. Kind of let the, the big dogs go ahead of me and do their thing. Uh, just kind of hang on and going through 5k. I didn't know how many guys were ahead of me. Um, and then I, Rod's kind of yelling at us, Hey, we, we can do this thing. We can, we can make it. And so I didn't know where anyone else was. I saw Joe and Micah kind of up there doing their thing, not too far ahead. So I was like, okay, let's, I just got to work towards Micah and Joe. And so kind of keep passing people, um, get through the line. And I thought I was like, I gotta be close to all region. And then I found out I was 32nd and that's the highest I'd ever placed at, at regionals. I thought, wow, I had, you know, just a few months ago, I was thinking about seven away altogether and I come away with my best regional finish. And, you know, it might not have been, you know, with a full summer, heck, maybe I would have, maybe I would have qualified, but at the same time, again, just looking at the situation for what it was, I didn't have a summer. And so to come away with 32nd, at least individual, that was pretty exciting for me. Um, and then just to kind of count where we were and then end up hearing that we were fourth, that was, and that's the highest that we've ever finished as a team in, in program history. And so that was really exciting. And so even if it didn't end again, not ending how I wanted it to at a national meet to, to be a part of that, that best finish in program history was um, something really exciting for me um, coming in. <clears throat> I wanted to be a guy that would hopefully help us get to nationals as a team. Um, and so being a part of the program that was, or the team to be the highest finish at regionals in program history was, you know, something really special for me coming in and kind of seeing where our program was to where we were five years later was, was a lot of, a lot of fun. And to be a part of that was, was good. So again, even if cross country that year didn't go as I wanted it to, just kind of seeing the gains that I made individually, as well as the gains we made as a program was, was really cool. Yeah, I know that had to be special for you as a, as a team to finish fourth overall, but you know, one thing you, you probably are not aware of Chase is necessarily, you know, how inspiring, you know, faced with all the setbacks that you had to go through uh, to get to that point, right. To, to be 32nd at the regional meet. I mean, it really, you know, is an example of how big your really heart is and, you know, how you just wanted to be, you know, do the best you can for 
you know, really for the love of your teammates. And it's just with the way you tell that, man, it's just really, it's going to be helping a lot of other people, you know, when they're, when they're only, you know, coming out of an injury and just running, you know, just getting back to it, there's still an opportunity uh, for you to do some amazing things. Uh, yeah, that's just really, really cool. So, so there you are the, uh, the, the 2019 season, uh, memorable season is in the books and, and there we are now into a new year, 2020, right? And would mm-hmm. you please kind of take us through, you know, uh, from your perspective, what was this last, you know, kind of, I mean, really impactful year in terms of having a global pandemic and everything? Yeah. Um, so for me, that fifth year was very unique because I was also student teaching. Um, in fall, I was doing it twice a week. So, I mean, it was part of my cross-country season, but not super intensive. And then the second semester was full-time student teaching. Um, Indoor, I didn't get the medical redshirt um, and was kind of frustrated with that. Um, But so I had to compete unattached. Um, We, I ran, I think I ran three meets. Um, The first two were a couple of three Ks. I think I ran 840 something. And then again, 839. And I just felt kind of tired, kind of worn down again, still just, I think building fitness from the year prior. I mean, I was out for, from January to August. So it's a eight, nine month kind of layoff. And even before that, just kind of banged up, not having consistency. Um, And so that was kind of frustrating. Um, Indoor was just not going well at all. Those first through first few three Ks. Um, kind of had one foot in the door, one foot out. I was like, well, um, maybe the injuries have just kind of caught up and with student teaching, maybe I'm just, you know, I can't juggle at all. Um, and so 5k comes around and Rod says, you know, just let other guys lead and just kind of have fun with kind of get that, that motivation and desire back. I think the competitive fire was lacking a little bit. And I think Rod kind of noticed that and I noticed it too. And so, we go out and run the 5k and, uh, I just kind of sit back and, uh, we go through and end up running a 1440. And I thought that's not too bad with the race strategy. You're just kind of sitting back and then really letting loose that last mile. And so that kind of helped me get my competitive fire back. We were doing some, some workouts. And then I was, I remember doing a 1200 workout and finishing pretty quick where it looked like, okay, the 10k fitness is there where, you can end it. I can end this pretty well. And I was just like, you know, don't give up because, you know, this, this ending can be pretty good. Um, cause again, just being so close to NCAAs in the past, the, the goal was obviously to make it in that 10 K. Um, and then we started getting the news of COVID kind of being a thing. And just with being a history teacher, we do current events sometimes. And I remember hearing about it in the fall, um, through students and, and stuff. And you're not really thinking, you know, you, you kind of think of it, uh, at least for me, last pandemic, I think it was the swine flu H1N1 where it wasn't, you know, things weren't shutting down or anything of sort of like that. And so um, kind of get the news that conferences are thinking, hey, no spring sports. Um, NBA says, hey, we're not going to have fans in um, or NCAA basketball is thinking, hey, we'll have the tourney, but no fans, I think this is a little weird. This is not anything that we've had to deal with before. And, um, we get to spring break and everyone leaves. I have to keep doing student teaching. 
Um, and so I kind of get the news that uh, some conferences like the Ivy League are not going to do any more sports in the winter and they're done with the spring. And then the Patriot League, I think, was the next one in the fall. And I remember texting Rod and I said, hey, Rod, I know. And he's he's out in spring break down in uh, Louisiana, New Orleans. And so I so hey, Rod, don't mean to bug you on spring break, but as a as a senior, you know, I kind of got to ask, is this going to affect my last season here? Um, and then we get the, I think I, he texts me back. He says, you know, Chase, I don't know. We'll, I'll call you later this week or something. And so, and I think later in the day, then everything just gets shut down. I think NCAA says no more March Madness, spring sports are canceled. And that was pretty crushing. I could just felt like it was taken away from me and I had no, um, no choice in that. And so I was like, is, is this really how it ends? And I remember getting home and parking my car after school and just kind of crying. And I was like, well, I, and then I remember talking to my teacher the next day. I was like, Hey, it's, uh, can I uh, help out with, with track? Cause I don't have any, any, uh, spring sport. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can get you with that. And then, then we get the news that schools are shutting down and everything's shutting down. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm student teaching is, is no longer something I can focus on. And so even that gets kind of taken away from me. Um, and I remember having a school meeting say, hey, get ready. This is this is pretty big. We haven't experienced anything like this, like this. We might be out of school for a while. And even that was just shocking. I was like, this is not anything I've ever experienced. And then sure enough, we're out of school. And then guys aren't coming back from, from spring break. It gets extended out. And then eventually everything's moved online. And so here I am kind of stuck in Brookings while everyone's out doing different things. And we're all kind of experiencing this pandemic and in a different way, kind of isolated. And so, yeah, that was very, very unique. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of that transition to the pandemic, I suppose. Yeah. So then you were able to resume classes in uh, the fall of 2020. And uh, can you talk about what that was like? I mean, obviously South Dakota um, went a different way, right. Than the, the rest of the country um, with allowing uh certain amount of classes and then it was a there was protocols at place and and trying to keep everything uh you know you know maintained in terms of social distancing but also you know understanding that you know this is you know an opportunity for students still to learn um you want to talk about that uh, yeah um so yeah i remember kind of getting our eligibility reinstated and i remember talking to rod i said you know if if we get our eligibility back, you can count me in being back. It, it, the pandemic in a weird way really kind of gave that fire back because I thought, well, okay, if I have an extra year now where I can get healthy and get back to where I was, um, the, you know, it, it was kind of like where I had that one foot in, one foot out. Then I was able to solely focus back into running and said, okay, I can just do a slow build through the summer and get, get back to where I was and, you know, I can kind of just worry about not having to race into shape or getting the workouts and I can just kind of build that base back. And so, um, we get through the summer, still not quite knowing what, I mean, I came back, but at the time we didn't know if I would, if cross country was going to happen, if winter sports were going to happen, or if even, you know, outdoor track, you know, we still thought who knows, like we could still be in a lockdown sports aren't happening. Um, but yeah, we get back to the fall, obviously, and things are, are definitely different. Um, I took a job at Lake, uh, Lake Preston where I student taught, 
um, was a, a part-time in-house sub. Um, so I had a job at this point, kind of working through that, was in graduate school doing classes and on top of that training. Um, so that was kind of unique to me, um, never, not really having to do a job in college, but this year trying to do that and just kind of stay in the education field. Um, and then just, yeah, the protocols were different where we had to, you know, wear masks into the SJAC. And there was a period where we couldn't even get into the SJAC, um, couldn't see trainers as much unless it was uh, urgent. Um, and then just had to be, you know, obviously with the social distance in play and um, just keeping track of that. Um, I remember I had a kind of a, a COVID scare um, where I kind of got symptoms and got tested and was negative, but was out for a few days. So even, you know, getting sickness, you know, was kind of, you didn't want to get other people sick in case you did have it and shut the whole program down. Um, luckily for us, we didn't have any hiccup like that in the fall. Um, but yeah, just trained, um, didn't do too many races just with, you know, limited opportunities around the country and not being able, we didn't have an actual, I mean, I didn't have a cross country season just without eligibility, but even the guys that did, um, they didn't, the whole NCAA didn't have cross country, obviously. So, um, they kind of traveled around and did meets, um, and then was a lot of time trials. Um, I remember I did the Jack 15, um, we did a indoor 10 K and, uh, an outdoor five K with Augustana and the Jack 15 was kind of one I had to fight with Rod a little bit cause he wanted me to do an eight K and me being a stubborn six year, I said, well, I've, I've done enough eight Ks. I want to try a, a Jack 15. Um, and just kind of, cause I had aspirations of doing marathons and half marathons after. So I kind of want to see what it was about. Um, Rob let me do it and it, it went pretty well running, a an hour 18 solo and, um, being top five in that. And that was just a lot of fun. You know, Marty, you were there, so it's good to see you. And, um, it was good to just kind of get a different race distance that I had not been used to. Um, Rob told me beforehand, just go out in five twenties and kind of see how that feels. Um, went out in a five fifteen, I think. So I slowed it down just a little bit and then got through five miles. I said, said to myself, you know, this, this feels great. Um, just kind of kept moving down. And eventually, um, I think my last AK was 2440, had a couple of sub fives in there. And I was like, uh, I got done. It was, I think I had 508 pace on my watch. I didn't know how, how good that actually was until I started talking to people that have ran longer distance races and said, that was a pretty good race. And so, um, was excited with that. Knew I was kind of getting fitness again. Um, we do the outdoor 5k with Augustana. Um, Rod was thinking Josh, Joe, myself could run for under 1420. Um, again, still didn't have a lot of confidence back because I hadn't ran, raced a 5k in a few years. Um, just kind of went out there, traded leads with, um, Josh and Joe, and we all helped each other run a 1417, all three of us. So that was a lot of fun. And then I knew, okay, the, the fitness is back. Uh, we do a, a 10 K, um, indoor on the track, 30 laps, um, Lucas takes us out, um, running for 30 flat pace, um, go around 5k. I went through in 1457. At that point, there was no one with me. It felt good. And I thought if I can run sub 30 on the, in the S Jack solo, I think that's a good spot to be in the fall. I think around 2952 or 53, um, I joke with Rod that uh, that's got to be a facility record. And 
uh, if they should put it on the, the record board there. Even if it's a little, <laughs> Absolutely. If they do a little, <laughs> yes. little post it note. And I think yeah. Rod laughed at that one. I don't think he's going to do it, but, uh, you know, so that was, that was fun. Um, and then being a 10 K guy, just getting kind of confidence in that 10 K distance back, um, really helped me. And so the fall was very unique. Um, but just making the best of what we had, um, in that moment was, was kind of what we had to do. And so, yeah, it was, it was a good fall to kind of build that, um, confidence back and just kind of know that, okay, it hasn't all left. Just again, kind of what we talked about earlier is just, it's, it's a, process built in not just hours or days but it can be months or years where you kind of got to build that back so um and you know people go through peaks and valleys sometimes they're not running the greatest for a few years and then they they have one of their the biggest races in pr and so and then they kind of string together more performances like that and so um i was kind of learning that through the fall as well okay chase you you picked up uh some momentum coming out of the jack 15 and then setting the facility record there at the S Jack for the 10,000 meters. So, uh, you know, even if it's never run again, right. You can always tell your kids 20, 30 years from now, I hold the facility record for the 10 K in the S Jack. So it's actually, yeah, no post-it note needed. We'll get it somehow. We'll, we'll affix some sort of solid, (laughs) you know, name onto that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll take it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so, not, you know, um, you know, I'll still, I'll know I'll do, I'll have it. So, unless they run it again and someone beats it, but the, then the, then they can just take the post-it note down, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. The 2021 season, you know, kicked off, uh, obviously you didn't have, uh, indoor eligibility, but you used that to kind of maintain and build some momentum there. Um, you did some unattached races and then, uh, take us through that process, but also how it led you to, uh, the most memorable outdoor season of your entire career. Yeah. Um, so indoor, just knowing kind of in the past, it kind of seemed like if I raised too much, that's where the injuries would kind of pop up and, um, working out in the indoor S Jack, I think just um, you know, it's great, but if I'm on the track too much, I think my body too can sometimes, um, get a little wonky. Um, so we've kind of, we were able to learn from the past there. And so we didn't do anything too intense, just kind of kept maintaining and building, uh, on base. Um, and then also just doing more 10 K oriented workouts, considering that, uh, you know, the, the ultimate goal was to make it to, to nationals and 10 K and hopefully making it to the, the final final round. And so, um, just kind of thinking in, in that, uh, mindset. So, you know, not too, too much of an emphasis on, on indoor, but just competing when the opportunities came up. Cause I think the whole message throughout the year was a year ago or, you know, months ago we did when everything was shut down, we didn't even know if we'd have these opportunities again. So just to have these, um, and you know, you, we were able to cherish it, um, more than in the past because, you know, in history, we never had something like this where it was just taken in or taken away where you just can't do it. And so um, we were definitely cherishing kind of every, any time we were able to step on the line, because who knows if, you know, COVID kind of shuts down the world again and what that would look like. So um, just kind of doing that, getting out there competing, uh, ran a 3K, um, you know, 
maybe I frustrate Rob with this, but I, I never was never really loved the 3K. Um, 3K is in college, even it can kind of turn into just it's a weird distance where it's it's longer, but it's it's still faster. Um, and I don't have the best kick. And so I just can't keep up when the pace gets um, for me, a 3K, I have to run it consistently at that pace. And a lot of times it would go out a little slower and then I would have to kind of kick it in at the end and um, just couldn't couldn't do that yet. So I, I ran 820 something, um, still good. But I remember Rogers kind of saying, hey, you got to <laughs> thanks for doing the, the 3K. I don't know what your deal is with not liking it, but um, I'm glad he put me in there, though, because it was it was good to, to get moving again and kind of seeing. Uh, what I could actually do in a 3k and so I, I was pretty close to I think it was a few seconds off my PR and so that was good again just knowing that it was in a good spot we do the 5k um, run that and ended up running 1424 uh, I believe unattached um, got second um, after again kind of leading most of the race um, and so again just kind of doing a lot of the work and running 1420 low knew I was in a good spot, not too far off that 1417, um, which the goal was to run hopefully 14, 15 or faster and get the indoor record, but um, didn't work out. But again, not too far off where I wanted to be. Um, and so, yeah, just that was kind of what the indoor, I think those were the only two races that I had indoor. Um, so it was kind of a more conservative approach, but again, just making the most of opportunities when they came. So then uh, coming out of that uh, two race uh, indoor season for you unattached, you, what was the first uh, race that you kicked off to your outdoor season now with your final year of eligibility? Yeah. Um, so outdoor again, just, you know, Rod told me just be ready for wherever we can go because obviously Calif the way California, the state of things there, not letting anyone in. Montsac and San Francisco, the two kind of usual sus suspects weren't an option. Um, and so we were kind of thinking Texas for a while had a qualifier, um, but it didn't end up working out as an NCAA meet just with rules with events and how many events there needs to be and ended up being more of a pro meet. So that was kind of a, th a thought maybe running down there, um, Josh and I he would do the steep wide do the 10. Um, so there was that kind of thought process, uh, ended up not being an option. So then Raleigh relays, I think we got the week before we found out we were in. Um, and so Rod asked me, are you ready for a 10 K? I said, yeah, I've been <laughs> training all year for it. So let's, let's see what we can do. And so get out to Raleigh. Um, Josh runs super well in the, in the 5k, um, Tom had a pretty good 15. Um, Joe, you know, didn't have the 5K he wanted, but, um, you know, seeing those guys kind of compete again, just kind of being in that outdoor atmosphere was good. Was super excited to get into it. Raleigh, the next night when I competed in the 10K, uh, I remember being super humid, super hot. And again, I had the, kind of that track record of, and I felt like by then I kind of shown I, I can't compete in the heat and humidity. Um, so I didn't really kind of let that thought kind of slip in my head. Um, the humidity was so bad that you could just see kind of the, it was just rising off the track, kind of the heat, um, just rising, uh, even at, I think it was 10 PM at that point. Um, I remember my stickers weren't even sticking on to my Jersey or my shorts just kind of falling off. 
um, had the next percents on and then changed to the, the dragon flies. Cause uh, Rod was kind of concerned of the, the slipping on the track cause it was so humid. It was just wet. Um, get out there in the 10 K um, we go through the first two mile and nine twenties. Um, and at that point I could feel it already felt super difficult, which I knew it shouldn't have, but just that's, that's kind of how I was feeling in that moment. Um, got pretty tough. I went through the 5K in 1450. So again, not too far off PR pace, but at that point, the field was so you know competitive that I was in no man's land with the 1450. Um, and so at that point, just being no man's land and how I was feeling, um, it was just tough to kind of hang in there. 10K is very mental. And so when you kind of slip mentally, um, physically, the pain, you start to notice the pain more physically. Um, caught up with one guy and I thought, okay, finally I have someone to run with that we can keep going. Once I passed him, he, I thought he'd go with, he actually slowed down and really dropped off. So again, just by myself, I think with 2k left or even sooner than that, I was getting lapped. Um, and just not at that point, it was just hard. And so I think I finished with 30, 36, which was my slowest 10k on the track. And so I took that pretty hard, um, kind of beat, once again, just kind of beat myself up. Um, Rod talked to him after, and the big thing was just, we didn't know where the next opportunity would be, um, especially in a field like that, where it was kind of, and at that point it was top 32, make the, the, the first round. And so, um, just didn't know where my next opportunity would be, um, was pretty hard on myself and just. Again, you kind of that self doubt can kind of creep in where it's like, uh, you know, maybe I, maybe I don't have it, maybe I don't have what I thought I, I did, and so took it kind of hard for a few weeks, um, and then kind of had a, a glute injury kind of creep up, had to take some time off, um, took only a week off, a lot of biking. Thankfully, got that under control. That was kind of concerned just with injuries in the past was supposed to run at Drake for that 5k. I, I didn't just cause I was concerned, uh, concerned about my glute and just kind of thinking, okay, just got to be ready for the next 10k. Sounded like it was going to be at Drake anyway. Um, worked out a little bit right before Drake. Um, just got into it. Um, the, we get there. Um, the, I've never been at Drake relays before. So the drum line was pretty cool. That got me pretty excited. Um, talking to Rod beforehand, you know, the strategy just was, I would probably be up there leading with it. Um, but just don't take the lead, um, let someone else do it and just kind of see what we go out in ideally, hopefully 1440 to 1445, and then just start working down. Um, thankfully uh, I had Nadir Youssef there who runs for Minnesota Moorhead, all American in division two. Um, we just kind of worked together with that, um, he led most of it. Um, I tried to help where I could. And again, just with my 30, 36, I didn't know how confident I was in leading that race anyway, especially when we were on pace for 29, 20. Um, I kind of hung back in fifth. We went through the 5k in 1442, something like that. Um, just kind of kept, uh, running with those guys, uh, as guys kind of slowly moved back and went around and then it was just Nadir and I for most of the race. Um, last mile we're kind of on that 29 20 pace and so i just knew 
okay, I either got to hang in here or just keep going. And so I just kind of took it lap by lap um, and then finished with a 29, uh, 18 or 19, uh, 29, 19. Um, was super excited about that. Just finally getting my first official PR and, and however many years um, was just super excited to share that with my teammates and, and with Rod and just, you know, Rod knowing kind of all that I've been through and just mentally, physically, um, and him to just continue to believe in me. Um, it was really cool to, to share that with him. Um, go do a 5K in Grand Valley. Uh, wanted to run sub 14. Uh, ran in a heat with 30 guys. So that kind of got hectic and ran 1410 a week off a of 10K. Um, and so that was that was really exciting. And then um, get to conference and I was 48th there for a while again. Uh, get knocked out again at conference, kind of a repeat of, of three years ago, um, get second in the 10 K. I didn't do too well in the five K, um, find out that I, I didn't make it into the regional meet, but you know, just 29, 10, usually that was the first time 29, 10s didn't get you in. Um, and so that's kind of set a lot of where the West is and where the NCAA is heading. Um, so it, it was tough not to get to the regional meet. Um, or the first round with that being the goal. But um, I definitely wasn't upset with just having a, the second fastest time in school history and um, finally being able to PR again. And just all we went through with COVID, it was, I was just appreciative of having the opportunity to come back and to compete and to just end my career out the way I wanted it to, instead of, you know, quitting back when I felt like quitting in the summer of 2019 or, walking away after COVID and just kind of sticking with it and just kind of seeing where I, what I could do in the process. So yeah, that's kind of how outdoor played out. Yeah. Chase, my hat's off to you, man. Uh, just to have that ability to, to stay with it and, and really uh, where you had options, right. You could have said that you could have walked away. Um, you know, could you, could you talk to us about, you know, what's your view of Rod Haven's impact? And uh, the style of coaching on the SDSU program, he seems to have a way of, of bringing out the best in his runners and just everybody as people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I can't, I could go on about Rod. Uh, you know, he's, yeah, he was very impactful for, you know, not even just me as a runner, but me as a person. Um, you know, I, I love the, the energy. I mean, there's some, there was one workout I remember where he likes to give me a hard time about the Timberwolves and about the Vikings. And uh, so to any future, if some future recruit is watching this, if you're a Minnesota sports fan, just watch out because he does not have mercy on you for that. And so uh, I remember one workout, he would be yelling 400 of his speaker. He said, Chase run a 68, like Andrew Wiggins free throw percentage. And so even there, just giving me a hard time on that. And so uh, I liked that he could, he would come in and he could joke. Um, you know, it wasn't always just business with him. Um, another thing was Rod's very realistic and with goals. And so when he tells you you can do something or what time you can run, um, you know, with all the experience that he has, it's not, he's not just blowing smoke. Um, he's, he's confident in what you can do. And so when he has that confidence in you, um, it's very easy to buy into that um, and just have that confidence kind of within yourself. Um, very knowledgeable about the sport, um, you know, was able to help me a lot with my weaknesses, um, gave me a lot of stretches, gave me a lot of core work, um, kind of helped me through that. 
Um, and then just anytime I was down um, mentally or, you know, just kind of going through things, whether like the passing of my grandmother or injuries or just um, anything that was going on in life, um, he was able to kind of be there and help help me get through. Um, and so that was, you know, just running aside, I was very appreciative of that. Um, first few years, I always went into his office and just talked to him. Um, you know, sometimes I was in there for a couple of hours, even, um, we would just kind of talk about whatever. And so, um, Rod and I had a very good relationship that, um, you know, I was looking for that in a coach, um, cause coach Greeno and coach Crocker, those were guys I would turn to just talk about life and just kind of get guidance. Um, and I could go into their classroom and I'd be in there for an hour or two, just talking to them. Um, and so having that kind of coach and athlete relationship is, is huge. Um, and so I'm glad I was able to have that with Rod too. Um, and another thing too, is he just, it wasn't always running. He allowed us to take advantage outside of sports. Um, he was very, you know, supportive of me going to Peru for a mission trip. Um, not a lot of coaches would let you go do that for a week. Um, so I, I appreciated um, that he allowed me to do that. Um, or going to, uh, you know, I went to a, a Catholic kind of conference uh, for a week for uh, right before indoor season started and it made training tough. Um, and he was very open and allowing me to do that. And so, and then he, you know, guys had, had gone and done study abroad or um, taking advantage of those opportunities. So um, he was, he, he knows that this is kind of the time of our lives to, to go experience everything, um, not just running, but uh, everything that college has to offer as far as academics go or, other kind of interests, you know, people with faith or people with uh, clubs. Um, so he's very supportive of that as well, um, which I think is, is huge. He's, he's very invested in you as more than just an athlete, but as you are as an individual in person and seeing you grow through that process. So, yeah. No, thanks so much, Chase, for right coming to the South Dakota State University and, and really just putting your heart into everything, everything that you did there. And, uh, Right. What's on the future uh, for you or what's on the horizon for you? Are you going to keep running? Yeah. Uh, so I, right now I'm going to be a training partner with Minnesota Distance Elite. And so um, obviously Joel runs for him. Um, Josh Yeager is also joining uh, the, the team. So a few, few jackrabbits I'll have around, but it'll be good to, to train with a group. Um, I'm going to trained for marathons half and full especially after that jack 15. Um, I know post-collegiately track meets get harder to find and get into so maybe just kind of seeing what I can do on the roads and he had talked about getting back on the track for five and 10 k's so hopefully still doing that I'd love to run sub 14 and sub 29 because I think just given my fitness last spring I think it was there it was just with the limited opportunities it's it's hard to find um and then yep i'll be as we talked about coaching the stma boys cross country really excited for that we've been doing summer runs already um getting around 20 guys on average um hoping that it's a team now that we have three classes um stma is in the the top class in minnesota uh triple a so that'll be a new kind of transition for them so helping them through that transition uh, aspirations is to hopefully make it to state as a team. Um, we had a tougher year last year, but with COVID, it's hard to tell, especially with high school athletes, how that affected them. And 
Um, I know Minnesota, you could only run in, in tries and duels and you're racing in waves. So it was really hard to look at times and all that and um, see what, how this team actually is. So I, on paper, it's, it's a, it's a good team that I think, um, you know, if the, if the boys buy in, I think uh, we'll at least be up there, hopefully contending for a, a, a trip to state. Um, if not, hopefully sending a few individuals. So that's exciting. Being back with my alma mater is fun. Um, and then just working for as far as the summer goes, I work at the kids club still um, going to sub this, this year, uh, unless a full-time teaching job opens up that I can apply to for middle school or high school social studies. Um, and then I'm coaching the youth running club still. We have 20 kids. And then I started a youth track camp club about five or six years ago. And I started maybe with like 10, uh, second through sixth grade. And then this year I have 90 kids. Um, wow. So 90 it's, kids. That's yeah, awesome. It's really been growing. Um, it's really exciting. I have a lot of kids that I love to just come out and we do sprints, distance, hurdles, throws, jumps. We do everything with them. I've got great helpers over the years um, that have helped me with that. So continuing to see that grow, I think would be fun if I can get over a hundred, a hundred plus next year, that'd be awesome. Um, I don't know how many track camps there are in Minnesota with those kind of numbers. And um, the fact that it's just been growing over the years has been really exciting for me. So a lot of coaching stuff still going to be running. Um, obviously it was running, a, would hope to one day, I mean, the goal now is to hopefully qualify for the Olympic trials and the marathon. Um, just seeing how, how guys who have qualified that, um, you know, you don't have to be a, a knockout star in college in the marathon. A lot of people, you know, that's just their distance and you don't have that distance in college. So just kind of seeing what I can do in that distance and just seeing where that goes, I think would be um, a lot of fun. So still just curious about the process and seeing what I can do. I think, uh, Rod always kind of quoted that, um, or he would, that was kind of a quote that I remember from Rod is just, he'd always say, you know, I hope you're here because you're curious about the process and seeing what you can do. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to kind of keep going with the process and just seeing where that leads me. And, um, I think there's still more in the tank for me. So. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chase, for joining us. I mean, just, I mean, it's so cool to just to hear your stories and your insight and certainly your passion for this sport that we both really love. And, and uh, you know, the, the kids that you're going to inspire coaching, you know, you're really going to make an impact. You can just hear it when you talk about, you know, what you're going to do with them. And it's uh, once again, thanks for all what you put into the program and, and you made the, you know, the culture so much better. And uh, anytime you want to come out for uh, a visit here in Rapid City, you're more than welcome. And uh, uh, my best uh, to you and, and Godspeed to you. Okay. Thank you, Marty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always good talking to you. And uh, yeah, since I missed my cross country camp trip out to Rapid City, I'm sure I'll want to get out in the area soon enough. So I'll let you know. Okay, you'll go easy on me, right? My, uh, my, oh, my, yeah. converse, my conversation pace, not oh, yours. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've been, I mean, I, I've been running it easy with the, the high school boys. And so uh, until they want to go out blazing the last mile and make it hard on me. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pivotal Running Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, pivotalrunning.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, 
Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply would tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thanks.